Hello and welcome to the Inner Gamer episode 352. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brian Oski. And I am Austin Morales. And today on the Inner Gamer, we're going to be talking about Neon White, Doki Doki Literature Club, XCOM 2, The Division, and much, much more. And for the gaming news, we talk about Brett's hot takes. And we have Division Resurgence is coming to mobile for Y. And then Skate 4 uh, to have cross-play and free-to-play with a new title coming out. And for the top of the show, Brett's going to tell us something. Yeah, top of the show this week is going to be Skull and Bones. Will it dethrone Sea of Thieves? Some new gameplay came out. And we talk about what our impressions were of that game with its upcoming November release. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Very, very much looking forward to that. And uh, we don't have Jason on today. He is busy moving things, so uh, he will be on next time. But it's us. We're here. We're awesome. You remember us. You love oh, us. Oh, jeez. So what do we got to do now, Austin? We're going to cue that music. Welcome to the July 19, 2022. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you want to show your support, you can consider donating or sharing this episode with a friend. You can also visit theinnergamer.net slash donate to contribute. Let's dive into the games we played, everybody. So, Austin. Yeah. I got to tell you about my obsession. Yep. I have a Steam Deck. I don't I know if you knew that, but I have a that. Steam Deck. What? That's the first time you tell me about this. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, keep this from me. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that just want to hold deep inside. But then here we are. Now I'm telling you. Do you, you sleep so with it? You cuddle it? I cuddle it. Yeah. It's a, I call her Janet and oh. I don't, I don't know why. Janet. That's the worst name to call your team, Nick. <laughs> like Cindy. Uh, call her Cindy. Okay. Cindy's uh, a little Cindy, better. Cindy, my, my steam deck. Yeah. She's, she sleeps with me. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I was going to say Samantha the Steam Deck, but that's just too weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking uh, at you, Sam. But uh, yeah, the Steam Deck, I've been playing it quite Sarah, a bit. the Steam Deck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> looking at you, Sarah. Oh, gosh. So I've been playing my Steam Deck quite a bit. Very, very excited with it. Uh, very much love it. It is so, so good. It's like crazy just be like, oh, there's a new Steam game out. Sweet. I can play it on my Steam Deck. Not to worry about that freaking Switch that's been collecting dust. No, I actually like my Switch, too. But Starlight Steam Deck. There we go. That's right. You got yourself Starlight in there. Ooh, yeah, I like Starlight. I know. Oh, the boys, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so my latest game that I picked up is, uh, for those of you that don't know, I don't know if you remember me talking a while back on a game called Donut County. It was from a guy named Ben Esposito, and it was a little game where you had a little hole. They moved around this like isometric map, and as you drop things into the hole, the hole got bigger, and you had to keep making it bigger and bigger to collect things inside the hole. Well, that game was awesome. I loved it. It was like a three-hour experience. Oh, it's only three hours? Uh, no, uh, Donut County. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. That was three hours. So uh, then uh, now we have a new game from the same guy who is still being published under Anna Perner Interactive. And he's now made a game that he says is a game for freaks. And this game is called Neon White. What kind of freaks? I don't know. Just freaks. Social freaks. Just general gaming freaks. freaks. All the freaks. Enemy freaks. I think it's all of the above, maybe. Okay. I don't know. But uh, this is a speedrunning parkour FPS, basically. Who even comes up with an idea like this? Uh, freaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He made it for himself. I like it. Made it for himself. 
So uh, in Neon White, you play as a character who was in hell and you are giving an opportunity to redeem yourself and join heaven um, by going through 10 days of judgment with other characters called Neons who are the people that are brought back from hell in order to um, basically try and fight off demons. And if they succeed and get the most points in this game, essentially then they will be able to uh, come to heaven and live amongst the angels and stuff up in heaven. So you have 10 days to go around and fight demons and uh, make God and the people in heaven happy. And the gameplay around this is centered around very fast speed running levels that are like, this is unlike any game I've ever played in my life. Uh, it definitely has the aesthetic of Mirror's Edge. So it's got a lot of white. It's got a lot of like just, you know, um, looks like kind of like futuristic, like pie in the sky kind of kind of environments or whatever. But uh, you play basically you this game is at its core kind of a shooter, but it's not really a shooter. It's more of a puzzle game in a sense where you're running around this this world and you have to kill a certain number of demons and get to the end, uh, the end little um, uh destination basically and you can't get through the uh the the finish line until you've killed all the demons in the world and uh you pick up these cards as you're playing through the game and each card has a gun tied to it so it could be like a pistol a machine gun a shotgun a sniper rifle those different types of things and they all shoot and as you shoot it uses up ammunition and once you run out of the ammunition the card goes away and then you can't use anymore um, you also by default have a katana that you can run around with and that's like something that you can use if you run out of cards. Um, but then every card has a discard ability. So you can carry three cards at one time and then as you're navigating through the world, you're like, you know, there's one card, you can pick up the yellow card and that one will let you shoot a pistol. But then when you discard it, it lets you do a double jump. Or there is a uh, one that's like a, a shotgun that whenever you discard it, it lets you do like a flying leap in the air. There's one that is a, uh, a saw rifle that when you shoot it, it throws out an orb that explodes and kills enemies in an area. But it also, when you jump on it, boosts you up in the air to give you like a, a jump boost. And there's all these different mechanics that come into play with these different cards that you pick up. This is on the switch. It is on the switch too. Yes. Oh shit. So your goal is to navigate through this level that's usually anywhere from like 25 to like 25 seconds to a minute at most. And sometimes it get a little bit longer, but most time like 25 seconds to a minute. And your goal is to speed run through this map as quick as possible, killing all the demons and reaching the finish line using the cards at the disposal. Um, and it's literally this might be my, one of my favorite games this year. It is so freaking addicting, the gameplay mechanic and the loop of everything. Like I finish a level and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't beat my, I didn't beat the, I didn't get the gold, restart, didn't get the gold, restart, restart, restart. And because Dang. it's so short, you just want to keep going back in and going back in and trying to beat your time a little bit more. And then once you hit gold, like there's an ace level uh, rank that you can beat that is another challenge level. There are uh, gifts in each world that if you find the gift, you can give it to some of the player characters in the, in the game world to unlock dialogue choices and things like that. So there's a bunch of collectibles and things you can work towards. And ultimately, there's a point where after you unlock a certain amount, like basically every run you do, you get what's called insight. And the insight collects to uh, unlock new things. So like the first run you do, if you unlock like one insight, 
it'll open up your ghost. So then you can, as you're playing the game, you'll see your ghosts with you. So you can see whether you're ahead of time or below below time. Um, and then if you get to insight, then it unlocks the uh, the hints in the world, which are these little like glowing like gold orb things that spin around, and they tell you like, oh, you should go over here, and this will make you beat the game faster or beat the level faster. And then um, there's also going to be a, a gift that unlocks. You know, find out where the gift is in the world, and then once you find that and are able to actually get to it, then you can unlock that gift and then go back to the main heaven sanctuary space and talk to these different people in the world. So. So this guy speed running this thing. Like I feel like he's just boom, he's done. Like yep, ten yep. seconds. Like holy shit. Yep. Yeah. There's a there's there's like literally this is built like a massive speed running community of people. Like because there's like also after you unlock uh, insight level four, there is um oh. uh, global rankings that open up that you can see the global ranking that everybody's completed wow. in, and so people are now trying to like complete global ranks in this game. And okay, that's cool. There's an indie guy. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've said it in the past. Indie indie developers are the shit. They really are. Like, yeah. Who only an indie developer would think of this and actually be able to make it? Yeah. Because Ubisoft ain't gonna make this. No, they're not, not gonna support close. this. They're like, oh, is it gonna microtransactions for every jump you do? <laughs> every card a, you get it's amazing too because like the art style is so good like the world is really interesting to look at it runs super super smooth like on this on the steam deck i mean it is so so crisp and i mean it's so fast it's just the the way in which you navigate through this game it's incredibly quick and um i'm about five hours into it and i think i have like six days left to judgment or whatever it's probably a 10 to 15 hour game as far as like the gameplay goes and i want to say it was like 20 bucks it wasn't it wasn't expensive or anything like that maybe 30 but um i mean i would have paid 50 bucks for this game easy it's uh it's got all that it's got enough to keep you coming back to unlock and do things it's just like super satisfying um i get on the switch i think yeah and then uh the thing that isn't as good is the uh the story is kind of cheesy and kind of silly, but I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of got an anime vibe and it's kind of, it's just, it's stupid. And it's, <laughs> I think it's probably meant to be that way, but you play the character named white. You don't remember how you got here. You don't remember your past basically, but you meet all these characters who have different personalities who are like, Oh yeah. White, like used to be so whatever, whatever. And you're like, I don't remember anything. I don't remember who you yeah. are. I don't remember any of this stuff. So you're trying to piece these things together and you right, have, so many different characters like you have neon violet who is like this young girl who like has her her chest hanging out and this that whatever and she tries to be super sexual and seductive and then you have neon red who is the, the girl that you're like are really into and she's more like the she's like the uh the moxie from uh borderlands kind of kind of attitude and then you have a uh, neon yellow who's just like bro dude he's like whoa what's up bro you my bro man we're so cool tight whatever and then neon green who's the villain he's the guy that's like he's the one that's gotten the neon rank winnings for time after time so he's the one that's been staying up in heaven and he, nobody wants or people are trying to dethrone him and can't so he's like a bad guy you have to fight fight against and it's it's a whole bunch of different stuff and then you got these like when you go to get your uh to unlock the next mission because the missions are set up and there's like maybe 10 levels to a mission anywhere from like eight to ten levels and once you complete a mission it says mission complete and then it'll unlock you have to go talk to uh, mikey who's this cat that floats on a cloud who acts like some like mob boss dude 
up in heaven and <laughs> you have to get your, uh, your next mission from him. And then you go back out to heaven's gate and then enter into the areas where you have to fight the demons up in heaven. Um, cool. and there's other characters you interact with, but like the gifts, for example, that you collect in these different levels are gifts you can give to players that will unlock another set of progression for each character. So every character you encounter, which is like seven or eight characters in here has like a tree that you can see, okay, at this insight level, I get a dialogue option at this insight level. I get a side quest at this one. I get this. So if you want to play more, you can find these gifts, give these gifts, to these characters, unlock new dialogue, more story, and then even do some side quest missions with them as well. So there's there's a lot of content here. Yeah. Um, but legit, this is like in my top three of my favorite games this year. It is so, so freaking good and so fun and so fast and just like, I mean, it's what games are meant to be. It's like gameplay at its core that's incredibly good, incredibly fueled tight. by the story, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like it. Again, well, I'm still confused about how you should develop a video game. But they're like, oh, come up with gameplay first, then come up with a story. So says the the woman from South by who develops video game stores <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but i feel like i don't know i mean i think that's they, what they happened here it's like he came up with a a concept and was like oh this is cool now let's figure out where okay. it'd be a good world to put it yeah and yeah. it's like oh let's put it up in heaven and then and then so the masks are the things that you wear if you take your mask off you die oh. so the masks are like you're not allowed to show yourself so people don't know who you were in a, the past life so everybody's got a mask on to like hide their true identity um, so there's, I mean, there's definitely like reasoning and stuff to each like aspect of the game, but at, at its core, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome gameplay. It's so, so good. good I mean, after know. playing all the, this, I mean, after playing like dying light and all these games that I played a lot of and stuff like that, this is just, this is just fun. Yeah. Like I want to, like, I want to go play it right now. Like I'm just like, I can't stop thinking about this game. I dream about this game, man. I sleep on it. So good. What's your problem, bro? Yeah. So anyway, Ben Esposito is one of my new favorites. Annapurna also publishing it, like killing it. It's it's nice. incredible. So nice. Highly recommend everybody I'll buy this game. I'll probably get it on the Switch. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it to it. I have one more game I want to talk about. Yes. Yes. And then we can Go jump ahead. into Go some ahead. other stuff. So this game is fucking weird. Uh, so also on the Steam Deck, I found another game that I've been playing. This is a game I've heard on podcasts quite a bit, and it's called Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, yes, I've heard about it. Yes. I kind of wanted to play it because there's some like weird stuff in there oh, that, that gets people like, tr- it trips you out, basically. Yeah. Oh, it's it's weird. Like I, it, So it sells itself as like a like a girlfriend simulator game. Like, you know, you've heard of those girlfriend simulator games where you're like talking to these different girls and it's like trying to like romance this person versus that person or whatever. And you're ultimately like this character who is in high school or whatever. And you are asked to join this literature club, the book club or no, it's a poetry club actually. And you join it and there's like these three like beautiful women that are like part of it. And they're excited to have a guy join in. And you're like, you start out like super light, super simple. Like you write a poem and you basically just like pick words on a screen and then it uh, creates a poem that you then read to the person and then they will then give their in, in, input. And it's a lot of, it's just dialogue. It's just dialogue trees you're going through back and forth for, for the entirety of the game. And, uh, but it gets to a certain point and there, I probably put 
want to say, I think it was like five hours to completion in the game. Um, and I did finish it. Well, as much as I could on the Steam Deck, there was a point where you have to do a thing that I can only do if I'm on my PC. So I need to go to the PC in order to do it. Like you literally have to go edit game files, which is the weirdest thing in the world. But I thought it was really cool and kind of clever. But this game gets to a point where there's this like this one little twist that you're like, oh, well, that's weird and fucked up, but weird. And then it gets further and you're like, oh, that's even more fucked up. And then it goes even further. And you're like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, what is happening oh, yeah. with this thing? Oh, yeah. And it just goes off the rails. And there was a moment where, like, I sat there and I was, like, pressing through dialogue, thinking that it was going to end at some point. It was this really dark, weird, like, biopic look into the world of, like, people and interactions and emotions and whatnot. And I'm sitting there for, like, 20 minutes just, like, going through dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. And I'm like, is this ever going to end? I look up online and realize, oh, the thing I'm supposed to do, I can't do on my Steam Tech. <laughs> so I have to... Oh, so It no. just was, like, a literal, like, like limitation. And so, therefore, I need to go play it on my PC and see what happens. But Dang. Um, it gets really meta and yeah, really yeah. trippy. Uh, it really does. And uh, I I don't know. It's It's something that I'm, like, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody. Because it's definitely, I mean, it's got really corny music and like really corny dialogue and stuff like that. But there's something about there's a little bit of a charm there. And then just like the twists and turns that you go down, it's like, I think it might be, it's, I think it's worth the experience just to see what happens. Um, uh, or great. what you can do is just look it up online and find out what happens. And that yeah. might even be better because yeah. there is some time where I'm like, oh, I don't want to like listen to this person like talk on or <laughs> like they just, bickering each other this that whatever but it's, very it's a free game so you can get it for free um if you get the pc version oh. that's the one you want to play for free because like i said i have it on the steam deck for free but it doesn't work all the way through to gotcha. the end that makes you sense. have to have access to your pc in order to do it but they do have a new paid version that you can download that has like an in-game like desktop browser thing that allows you to do the thing you're supposed to do in the game easier because you're in the game to do it um whereas yeah. in the free version you have to like leave the game to do something on your computer and then go back in the game and then it finishes out but i didn't realize that because it doesn't tell you well it does kind of but it's like what they tell you i'm like there's no way that's even a thing you can do and then i realize you can and <laughs> i feel like an idiot it waste like half an hour on this stupid <laughs> oh thing, my but. gosh but anyway doki doki literature club cool man just check it out it's yeah pretty interesting it's yeah. uh it's it's weird but it's uh don't play on your steam deck <laughs> we'll say that play it on pc that's where you need to play it nice but neon white definitely should play it handheld because it's fun as shit on nice. handheld um so that's what i've been playing cool, Honestly, man. what have you been up to well as y'all probably know i got a gaming laptop so i've been playing at work when I have time, so I jump back into Division because I was trying to find a game that I can play where I can randomly jump off if I have to go on a run for my job and uh, as a firefighter. So I was like, okay, let me jump back into this. So I started playing Division 2 again, and I know the story sucks, but I was looking for a, more of a tactical shooter, and this is the best I can get. I was debating if I should get Ghost Recon on PC, which I did play it, but I used the... Breakpoint? Yeah, Breakpoint. I wouldn't. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah. I, I had played it before using the Ubisoft Game Pass, but um, I knew I wasn't going to play it forever, so I was just like, I'll oh, just play it on the Game Pass yeah. and for a month, and once it runs out, it runs out. And uh, But I was just like, you know what? I'll get back into this. It's 
fun for the most part and there's something here and you know it was great so yeah. jump back into that but then i also jumped back into xcom 2 yeah because when i'm at work uh division two doesn't work all the time because you have to be connected to the internet and where i am in the station oh, bullshit i hate that where i am in the station doesn't get the best internet so it kind of comes in and out sometimes so i get disconnected from the ubisoft service and i'm like dude fuck you ubisoft i had that problem with diablo immortal i was being <sighs> disconnected because i wasn't close enough to my wi-fi router dude it's so annoying yeah so annoying so i was just like fine i'll download xcom 2 and i ended up getting more of the chosen which is the dlc and as far as i know it complete well, it wasn't completely but if from what i can tell it overhauls a lot of or some of the things within xcom and it adds new story bits to it and new characters new enemies and i was like holy shit this is like a whole new game yeah so I jumped into it and I was like thoroughly impressed. Like there's new levels, there's new areas, there's new enemies. Um, I forgot what they're called, but you go in some of these dead cities where these alien, uh, chemical- enemy aliens are called the chosen. <clears throat> okay. Yes. So those are the new bad guys that you had to face off yeah. uh, every so often, but they have these zombie looking creatures, uh, Humanoid-esque zombies or people who've been exposed to this alien contamination stuff have evolved into being basically aliens. I think they're husks or something. No, they're... Uh, the Lost? The Lost, yeah, that's it. And you go in the cities and they come at you like in hordes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. Like it was really cool to see yeah. this because you have like eight or nine plus of these guys who come at you and some of them have a lot of health and, and they don't move very fast, but some of them have like super low health, but they move really quick. Like they could get on you within one turn and be set up to attack you the next wow. turn. But the cool part about that is if you kill one, you're able to get uh, an action point back where you can actually shoot again. Oh, that's nice. So you can t- literally take out a whole horde of zombies. Yeah. But with one guy. Wow. If you're lucky enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's cool. And now they have hero units that you get over time. So first was uh, the sniper woman, uh, but they're like a whole new faction. And then you have this, um, my other thing escaping me. Reapers are called the snipers. <clears throat> uh, the yeah, it's the Reapers. Psionic abilities. Yeah, I think and it's the skirmishers or Advent soldiers with specialized equipment attack. Yeah, so it's an Advent soldier that is now a new hero you pick up, and you can use them to actually go into battle. And they have a whole new uh, level up system where before, where all your units, when you level them up, you have two trees you can go down. It goes straight yeah. down, but this one it goes across, and you have different ranks for them, and you can choose. Or well, basically, they get ability points over time for doing missions and stuff, and you can open up any of the uh, uh, their abilities that you want to. Yeah. Opposed to your units, you can only go down, you only have two options, and you can't go back and open the other ones up. So I was like, dude, this is amazing. So I've just been digging into that, and it's been really fun. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Like, I never would have thought, because I always saw War of the Chosen, but I never wanted to buy the DLC. It's like, why would I buy this DLC? Yeah. But I didn't realize what it did to the game. Yeah. I would have bought it a lot sooner. That's I only got it for like 10 bucks or something. So it was That's super cheap. Yeah. Super cheap. Actually, let me just look it up right now. XCOM. Man, it came out in 2017, too. That's I know. War of the Chosen. Oops. DLC. So if you guys like XCOM, definitely go over there and maybe pick it up. I think y'all might like it. Uh, 
Let's see. Um, so, yeah, so you can click on it down there. Or, yeah, there you go. So XCOM 2 is eight ninety nine regular. What does that say? Normally fifty nine ninety nine. It no way it's still fifty nine ninety nine. No, 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 it's on sale. So it's yeah, but is it when it's not on sale? It's still sixty bucks. I guess so, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. You have th- through July 29th to figure this to get this if you want to, and then more of the chosen DLC is yeah ten, 10 bucks. bucks regular forty bucks. I didn't man, that's crazy. It was forty bucks at one point. That's, that's nuts. the ultimate collection. Do you think it's worth forty dollars? Um. Depends how much you like it. Yeah. Because I saw it, it doesn't really add any new story. It just adds a bunch of new content, like characters and factions and things like that. So it, it, it does change up the so story. The story, but not like fundamentally. It's like oh, not yeah, no, new it's, content so it, per se. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same story, but they do add new story bits to it. Yeah. Like um, the Chosen were in the original game. And so you did now you have cutscenes with the chosen. Okay. And you get to know them and you get to know the, the head or there's more bits about the main aliens in charge of the war on earth. So I was like, dude, this is legit. And I didn't even know they had all this. Yeah. They released a lot of content for that. What is this? It's just like packs and pack. stuff, I yeah. guess, to enhance the character. Reinforcement pack. And then what is this? Tech legs pack. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm gonna pick this up. Thirteen bucks. So, do you think you're gonna get into uh, um, Midnight Suns? I might. I saw the gameplay and I was actually impressed with it. I was. I didn't think it was gonna be like that. Yeah, it's very different than yeah. XCOM, but I mean, it's it's same similar. People, so. Similar enough. Similar yeah. enough. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely intrigued and interested in it. I thought about. I'd like to get back into, or I'd like to try XCOM at some point, but I feel like it's kind of my time for that has passed. Of like being able to get into, I got too many other things I need to work through right now. True, but I would say it it's cool. worth getting into. Yeah, I mean with the price now, I might as well pick it up. And yeah, maybe you'll well, get I actually, it. I actually own it. Oh, okay. There I you bought go. a I play like for we'll like the, thirty uh, minutes or something. Yeah, get the get the DLC. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Okay, because uh, with the original game, there's I don't know if it, I'm sure this might still hold true, but the original one is you would get, like you need resources and you have this map, this very like. I don't say dynamic map, but you have a map of the world and you have your little spaceship that you're in and you're flying across uh, um, Asia at the beginning and you're trying to get supplies, get intel, because supplies you use to buy things and intel you also use to to like negotiate with other factions yeah. or resistance fighters throughout the world. And um, so like you have to go to places and wait there for days in order to gain intel or gain supplies or potentially gain new members to your crew. Hmm. And you also have research. So as the days go by, the research compl- the research completes. Yeah. But in the middle of all this stuff, sometimes events will pop up where it's like, hey, there's an, a mission here that you should go do for a faction. But you can, if you skip it, you just... If you don't try, sometimes it's vital to do those because the enemy could get an advantage. Uh, so see. you kind of have to really pick and choose. It's like... I felt in the, when I first played this game with that DLC, I had to skip some missions and it would really hamper me, but I didn't have enough intel and I didn't have enough supplies. And I really needed those supplies in order to upgrade certain things for research to continue my progress. Damn. So there was like huge points where it's like, I really fucked myself, but I had no <laughs> choice. And so yeah. I played this game a lot and I couldn't ever complete it. Cause then there's this other thing called the, 
a- avatar project. And it's like this ticking thing that goes up after uh, every so often. And if you go, don't go do these missions that lower that, that timer, keep it down and control. Uh, by, by the time it completes, there is no like, Oh, we need to just go try to blow this thing up. No, you, the whole game's over. You can start over. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, God dang. So it really pissed me off. Sounds like a lot of stuff you have to manage in that besides just like hey, your characters on the battlefield. I know. Oh, yeah. Let alone that you can build out your own characters, which obviously I modded so I can have yeah. Halo guys in here. Oh, nice. And ODSTs. Yeah. Um, and then those guys die and you're like, no, I spent so much time and I leveled up and then well, I remember originally, I remember, didn't you like name all your characters after us? I did. And then like we I all did. died off. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. no, Brett died. <laughs> Travis died. I'm going to go listen to that podcast because yeah. it was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Go back to our, I don't know if it goes back that far on uh, Spotify. Uh, it should. Yeah. It'll go back. Yeah. Okay. Go back and look for, for XCOM 2. I don't know which ones. I'm sure I talked about it quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I did name everyone and everyone ended up dying and it was really sad. But worth it. I think it's worth it. It's cheap right now, so for twenty three bucks, you can buy the base game and all the DLC that they have with it, which is not bad at all. For uh, I've already put like I don't know how many hours I put in this game. Let me see. Let me see. Pull it up right now on my phone. What is this called? Steam. <laughs> I love the Steam app Only on the, the phone. Best app ever. I know because I can just look up on my library and see. I know it's up there. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna filter this out. XCOM. I only, okay, wow, I'm surprised. I have 74 hours on this game, which uh-huh. I thought I would have more, but that's still a lot. For real. Like War, Vermintide 2, I have 180 hours. And I still haven't beat PUBG with 332 hours. Fallout 4, 100, 170. Divinity, Original Sin 2, 131. Destiny 2, 127. Wow. Wow, New World's up there with 101. Seriously? Yeah. Shit, that's pretty impressive. You going to see what you got? Yeah, well, mine's like off kilter because I like loaned my account to Nick one time and he played Rust on it for a while. So like there's a shit ton of Rust yeah. on there that is well, not just, mine. Just don't read the Rust one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine's probably, let's find out, X, everybody. XCOM 2 is sitting at number nine as my most played game. I actually don't have a lot of hours on anything on here. It's kind of crazy. Most is, is Rocket League right okay. now. Yeah, that makes sense. 112. That's and still then, pretty uh, low for you. Pub, I know, right? <laughs> well, on uh, so that's just on here. Oh, I have, yeah, I have exactly. about 350 hours on a Whew. PS5. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, PUBG's 108 hours. Uh, Divinity, 76 hours. Left 4 Dead 2, 67. 66 on New World. 51 on Valheim. 47 on Counter-Strike Source. 43 on the first Mass Effect. Uh, 42 on the first Left 4 Dead. And then 30 hours on Borderlands 2. And then... Surprisingly, 26 hours on Cyberpunk, which I still haven't beat yet. Nice. I only have 26 hours on Destiny, but I played Destiny a lot on, uh, I think it was on another platform for a while. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We played it on. I don't remember which on one. Probably on Battle.net. Oh, yeah, that too. Wasn't it on there for a while, I think. It was on PlayStation. It was on Battle.net. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also played on PlayStation, yeah. That's where you have the most. That's where I really want to have is like the <laughs> the content that like, like I want all these these hours on record to like cross over and add up. That'd be great. Cross man. platform, but you think someone could do that <laughs> at some point? <laughs> Just create something to, yeah. where you can log into there, but then that's security issues, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyway, XCOM two, last game we'll talk about. Uh, I've been playing a lot of games I've played before because I feel like there's nothing really out right now. 
Yeah, like, I don't want to. I don't want to play Tiny Tina's right now. Yeah, I know why? Scott was te- talking about that. We'll see now. I now that you told me, we should play Tiny Tina's, man. I'm <sighs> I'm like leveled up all the way and ready bah, to go bah, and party it up. It's bah, gonna be great. Bah, 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 bah. I love it. Anyway, we're game. not talking about that. Talk about me. You just don't like Tiny <laughs> Tina's, huh? Uh, I just think about if I want to jump back in, and I just don't want to deal with it. Man. It's a slog at this point. Instead, anyway, you jumped so, into division. I also have been playing some more Vermintide uh, 2. you jumped into this bullshit. <laughs> Play some Vermintide 2 with Travis like and Scott. And um, they have a new class called the Warrior Priest. So uh, you have the Witch Hunter, who is now a Warrior Priest, and he has really cool abilities. Is where, that the character I played that catches on fire? That uh, no, that's the, that's the other person. Okay. That's the mage person. This is the Witch Hunter, who now has another class where he can cast magic spells. One of them is he could put a shield around a, f- a friend for a short time, and he could turn his hammer into uh, he can make his hammer glow. We'll play this, this thing right here. He can make his hammer glow and just like do twenty percent extra damage, huh. which is really cool. And now he's beefy and has a lot of armor. So, and his hammer's really fast too. I, I feel like that. the person, the character, doesn't hit anything with his hammer. Uh, like well, the range you know. is crazy weird. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. I, I jumped into the dwarf recently. Um, Gorix, uh, uh, Gorison. And, uh, I was playing his, uh, his slayer class and basically he has two axes and he just chops really, really fast. And he, his special abilities, he jumps in and I think he has like damage resistance for a short time. And he has, every time he kills someone, he gets like, faster attack speed so i'm just like jump in and blah, 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 just slash everybody up. yeah yeah it's so much fun man i love this game i still love it like I'm, I'm surprised i can still play it after all this time and it's up there on my 10 top games i've played huh on steam man and it's actually I, number two at 180 hours <laughs> i'm surprised i don't like this game more because y'all love it like y'all just freaking love i this mean game. it's just I'm a like, horde eh. game hack and slash it reminds me it's I mean, it's Left 4 Dead I mean, it's in like the, the Sigmar better universe. version of Left 4 Dead, basically. Yeah, basically. Of, or better than Back 4 Blood, probably. So. Oh, yeah. I like this way better than Back 4 Blood. Because, yeah. you know, I love the fantasy. Obviously, you're more into, like, current yeah. times, yeah. zones. Yeah. Sci-fi and, stuff. And sci-fi, yeah. Yeah. Like, Which Dark totally Tide, I'm to eat the shit out of. Oh, you know yeah. what I need to do, too, is I think I need to try and play this game with a different character. Yeah, I think who do you I, keep playing it with? I, I keep playing with that character that catches on fire. Oh, and yeah, like, you should not play her. Why the, do you always the, play the, Well, the reason characters? is because I have that one level up the most, and I don't know. Oh, I don't dude. Know, I need it. But then, like, everybody else, because you're only allowed to play one class at a, a time, right? Like, well, only, you could switch classes. Oh, I mean, so like, each character has different classes. But you can only be one. Like, you can so only, only one, one character, character can be selected. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the problem. Is like, you guys have all the other characters. So, like, <laughs> I always end up doing the mage because, like, um, the other ones are used up. Because Travis does the big armored dude thing, and then Sarah's got some other bullshit, and then you got whoever you have. Yeah, so, so Carillion is who I usually am. Then you have Barden Gorkson, which is the the dwarf. Then you have Sienna, uh, who, who you are, Sienna yeah. Fugnosis. Yeah. Marcus Kruber, which Travis is always, and then Victor uh, Sal- Salzburg. which is the witch hunter, but now he has a priest. Is class. that the one that uh, Sarah is usually? Yeah, she usually is that one. Yeah, but so I really the like thing. the dwarf. So maybe I should try the dwarf. I like the dwarf now. I wouldn't mind playing this guy and then. I just don't want his... my problem. My thing is like because I only have leveled up the one that like none of y'all had. Like that was the Sienna character, and oh, it's just yeah, the yeah. Sienna character. Just I just don't like the character, but she's like really I have powerful. More levels there than anybody else. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I'm down to switch around. Yeah. 
Because I know Travis never wants to leave this guy for some right, reason. Right, yeah. And, well, uh, Travis is like, you know, he's all about one his pony. paladin style <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't mind trying Victor. I mean, I think he has some cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the elf. The elf's my favorite because yeah, you can yeah. hack and slash. Well, if you you're the shoot. elf and he's Marcus and then Sarah's got Victor, like I could, I guess I could be Bart. I didn't realize there was five characters. And he has a really, let's see if we can look at his class. Uh, can I go here? Did I just go to, okay. Um, it should be on the website where you can look at, you know, the guys. Because he has different classes. And everyone has, like, similar classes. I don't even know where to go here. Game info. Content, game info. What is Vermintide 2? Who are the heroes? Okay, yeah, here we go. So, uh, so the first one is... Oh, here we go. Read more about Barton. Okay, so there's a ranger veteran. So you have the ranged. Yeah. And you got the hammer and stuff. And then you got the tanky one, which is the iron breaker. Yeah. And then you got the slayer, which he does the DPS. And then that's it. So that's a hard oh, part. Oh, he has though. another so one. So if I were to jump he, in now with out. a different character, am I just going to like, I'm just going to drag y'all down? No. That's what Travis told me. He's giving me all, all shit because y'all can't play whatever like higher tier like difficulty y'all play is. <laughs> well, we just help you out then. I mean, I don't see what the problem is. Plus, Travis that's why I was like telling that. Travis like we challenge. need to. I know. <laughs> well, we went into. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I would love that. Let's do it. Hey, dude. That. Let's do it. I'm ready. We'll do it today. Screw it. I don't know about today, but yeah, maybe. Do it. Yeah. Anyway, it's fun. I'm really back into it and I'm prepping myself for. Um, uh, Dark, Dark Tide. Tide. Yeah. And it's really hard because they have some cool cosmetics and some of them is on sale and I really want to buy it just because, you know, I love the game. I want to support them. But at the same time, it's like, how much longer are we going to be playing this? I really hope that Dark Tide, like, has the same level of <laughs> excitement because it's so different. I mean, it's obviously still the same kind of game with the, with the guns and stuff like that. I'm, I'm hoping it still has the same level of excitement that this brought for you guys. Yeah. I think it will. Someone had, I was, okay, I looked at a video. I didn't watch it. Just read the title. And they said this is the 40k game that they always wanted. Cool for Dark Love Tide. It. So I'm hoping it's going to be badass because they have similar characters. Where no one's going to be a Space Marine or uh, a Stardis. Like you're just going to be normal humans. They have uh, Sisters of Battle on there, which is going to be cool. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of like Space Marines, but they're not. And uh, I'm excited, man. Nice. I think I think you're really going to like it. I'm excited too. Also excited for us to all have a, have a level playing field again. Yes. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know who Travis is going to be. <laughs> I'm really curious who he's going to pick. And the new game? Yeah. What kind of characters do we have in Dark Let's Tide? Let's go look at it. I'm curious now. Because I haven't even looked at I mean, I've, I've watched some videos, some gameplay videos of Dark Tide, but not much. And for those that don't know, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is basically the next generation of Warhammer Vermintide, except... Instead of uh, fantasy style stuff, it's like basically more of a sci-fi shooter, rogue-like or not rogue-like. Uh, what did you say earlier? The the horde horde. Thank you. Horde mode. Uh, okay. Uh, where the fuck is Fat Shark? Sorry. Sorry, guys. Co-op Sorry. FPS games shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They even have it up here. That's weird. Let's go. Uh, it doesn't exist. We go Wikipedia. back up. To the, no, wait, oh. 
There's nothing up here. It's just steam. Oh, yeah. It might be on there. It might be there. Oh, yeah. We're not going to... They don't even have any info for Where the characters. Out? September 13th. Shit. Yeah, I know. It's coming quick. I know. They don't even have a website. What the fuck? What's up with you, Fat Shark? Get your stuff together. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, anyway, they have characters. It's really cool. Oh, they have an Imperial Edition. Um, uh, yeah, probably gonna get that too. Oh no, Austin got sucked in. Imperial Edition is twenty five bucks. Look, I enjoy this company. I found it. Go to playdarktide.com. Oh, playdarktide.com. Why did I put a space? I don't there? know why you put a space. There. <laughs> but there it is. All right, Warhammer forty k Dark Tide. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Your character, your playstyle. Oh wow! Oh, you create a character. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. Choose your wait, wait, go back up there. Choose your class to determine which unique traits and skill sets they'll make use of battle. Oh, so you can be ever whoever the hell you want to Dude, be. Dude, if we could be for the same kind of class. Yeah. That dude, would be sweet. The guy in the bottom right looks a lot like the dude from Avatar. Yes, yes, he does. I don't remember his name. But. Wow, choose your class, determine which unique traits and skills they set up making battle. If you hmm. you will be a seasoned veteran of the Imperial Army, a snarky outsider, or a fiery zealot. I'm already sold. Let's do it. Okay. Dude. Ready to go. Wow. I got to call Travis. <laughs> Tell <laughs> about this. Best in class melee combat. Introduces new 40K gunplay. Match the balance between range and melee combat as you fight through a slew of enemies. Feel the impact of each swipe, swing, and slice of a chainsword. Or fry some flesh with a laser gun. Yeah, buddy. Saved it. Or if it's going to be the same kind of like arena level. This probably is going to be that way. Oh, yeah. It's going to be similar, very, very similar to Vermintide. Ooh, adapt to the erratic whims of chaos with circumstances. Mutators that add a spontaneous challenge to your mission. Your team must learn to adjust, adopt new tactics, and change up their loadouts to face these ruthless challenges. I wonder if there are going to be checkpoints where you could do that, like just change your loadout. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe there'll be points within the game map that people can go to. <laughs> Even in the heat of battle, you can be like, I need my other gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm really, really pumped for this. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Ooh, customization. Okay, I'm gonna have to read this later. Um, yeah. Needs to say, very excited. Very, very excited. Oh, there it is. Oh man. Can't wait for Dark Tide. It's gonna be good. Wow, this, this is, is actually soon, right? gonna be better than I thought. Yeah, we're <laughs> over uh under way under two months. Okay, perfect. All right, everybody. I think that's it. You have any other games you got to talk about? Awesome. No, man, that's, it. Cool. that's it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up for the games you play this week, everybody. Make sure you go buy Neon White or else you're not a freak like me, and that's not cool. And then make sure if you want to get XCOM, you want to play that DLC, you should go download that. And then uh, maybe join us in some uh, Dark Tide when it comes out. It'd be pretty great. Yeah. Um, you know, because, for example, we like to stream on uh, twitch.tv slash gamercast on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time. Last week, Austin played right, Division. And Vermintide. Two. Did you guys play Ready or Not? You did we did, we did play, play Ready right? or Not. Yeah, okay. I had to wait 30 minutes post-stream to get it going. There you go. Yeah. Dude, that game is hard now. Oh, dude, I heard it's really hard. Yeah. So bad. I'm, I'm excited, but yeah, I'm not excited about the hardness of the game. So because we'll you have to see. be an officer and be like, hey, 
freeze. And they're like, fuck you, real quick. And yeah. shoots you in the face. And you're like, I'm dead now. <laughs> I'm like, I like the other games where I'm like, look, bad guy, kill. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not as much penalty. Right. right. Uh, anyway, make sure you check us out at twitch.tv slash intergamercast. Uh, follow us. You can get a notification when we go live. I don't know what words are these days. And uh, we'll be right back with our video game news. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for a video game news where we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. If you find something you want to hear us talk about, you should send it to hello at theinnergamer.net and we will talk about it on the next episode. So first up, we have none other than Brett's Hot Takes. <laughs> we don't have Jason here for that. Dang it. I know. We don't have Jason here for that. Jason's not here with us today. He's moving, unfortunately, so he can't say Brett's Hot Takes. But I'm going to say Brett's Hot Takes because it's time for Brett's Hot Takes. Here we go. All right. So God of War Ragnarok officially has a release date of November 9th. Get hyped. It's not being delayed to next year. It is coming out this year. Who's excited? Austin's excited. Maybe I'm excited. There you go. Austin's excited for spoken. The game that I was really excited about coming out this year in October has now been delayed to January 2023. Every game Brett's been excited for has been delayed. Very upset about that. Sad, sad, sad day. Then a new single-player alien horror game is coming and has been announced. So if y'all are into the game Alien, the, the, the stories of aliens, the things of aliens, then this single-player action horror game might be for you. No other news about it other than it's coming out, so get ready for that. When I read Alien, I thought it was just a general alien horror game. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like Alien <laughs> MVP, you, you know? Like, cap- be capitalized Alien. Oh, sorry, yeah, I probably should then I that. would know it's the Alien movie. Yeah, Alien movie. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, Sony has finished the acquisition of Bungie for $3.7 billion. As a result, Bungie is now a PlayStation Studios property. Whoa. Destiny is a PlayStation Studios <sighs> property. Whoa. Ugh. The greatest FPS of all time is a PlayStation Ugh. Studios property. Some people would make that argument. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, good gameplay. Let's hope we don't get into it again because I don't want to play anymore. I don't want um, to. All right. So now in our main news of the show, there was a event called Nacon Connect, maybe Nason Connect. I don't know. Uh, but I was hoping we were going to see some test drive limited footage from that for the Solar Crown because they did delay that game again, too, just like all the other games that I wanted this year got delayed. But uh, they only showed screenshots. Very sad. But what they did show was very, very interesting. We are getting a new RoboCop and a Terminator game in the near future published by Nacon. And uh, this new game is going to be called RoboCop Rogue City coming out in June of 2023. And in it, you play as RoboCop themselves, the cyborg robot creature character. And uh, it's coming out for PC and consoles. And this is a studio that brought you Terminator Resistance back in the day. But it's a classic sci-fi action adventure where uh, you immerse gamers in an original story that enables them to play as none other than RoboCop himself. Um, in the film, when good cop Alex Murphy is fatally wounded by ruthless criminals, innovative doctors piece him together as an unstoppable crime-fighting cyborg called RoboCop. RoboCop. It was a conspiracy. They're like, we have this ready to go. We just need to make sure a cop gets injured. So yeah. we can forcefully throw him in it. Good old 80s sci-fi. Say, it's so funny how 80s it feels. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I love it, dude. I totally <laughs> love it. Look, yeah. I enjoyed... The RoboCop movies as a kid, I don't think they hold up 
like they used to. <laughs> right. Because yeah. there's a lot of really shitty animation and like stop animation with the, the bigger robots. But this could be a good game. This yeah. could be the cyberpunk game we've always wanted. I don't know about and that. And didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get from Cyberpunk yeah. 2077, which I actually jumped back into that too. I forgot to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we won't talk about that anymore because it was too late. But I'm curious to see how well this works out because I think playing as Robocop has been like, could be a really, really cool thing. Yeah. And um, I, now, I mean, what are, I mean, like Robocop, well. I can't remember much about Robocop the movie. So, like, other than the fact that he's like full of like metal and stuff like that, does he have any special abilities? Like basically just like can't be stopped by bullets. Does he like have any like flying double jump leaps or any like cool acrobatic? I maneuvers? think he's jumped a few times, but it's really bad jumping. Okay. I mean, he's pretty much like a pretty stiff robot. Yeah. Um, he just has like really good targeting and he has like some, uh, special, I think he has like a missile tucked away somewhere. Okay. I mean, he can have, he can be outfitted with gadgets and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. So I think it would actually work. I like it. Like, I really do think it would work, but we'll have to see because some of the combat look really funky, especially yeah. with targeting. So maybe that's like a special ability that charges up every so often. You can just like auto target and then like headshot something. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm really nervous about because like Nacon as like a publishing company, like, doesn't really put out a lot of like top level games, but they are. I mean, I'm a, I'm super super hopeful for Test Drive Solar Crown, and this one does look interesting. I just don't know if it's going to be like, like I mean, this is probably going to be like a B level game. I would probably think. probably, but that's always that can be good, you know. Like that's true. We've had some fun with B level games in the past, so I I mean, never know. But it is single player too. It's like kind of that's going to be also challenging. Yeah, but. I'm down to give it a try. There's also the Terminator game coming out later on, so that'll be coming at a at a future date. Not much to be said, said about that. Terminator, Terminator Survival Project. So yeah. maybe it's like an Evil Dead game. Yeah. Well, they said that it's a survival cool. game set in the universe's bleak machine world future. Oh. So it might be open world survival game. Yeah. I guess. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> I mean, what is a survival game? I mean, a survival game is where you have to survive. Yeah, but is it like short match? Like, are you thinking like short matches? Or are you thinking like long? Well, I'm thinking game? survival game as in like uh, the forest. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, here we go. Rust, Minecraft. Yeah. Don't starve, the forest, Ark Survival, Valheim. Yeah. So all the games where you have to like loot and craft and carve up things and keep your character alive and stuff like that. See, open, open world vibe. Open world, so, yeah. This would be really awesome. It really could be. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool to see, like, a Terminator world where you're, like, running around and stuff, like, zombies and shit like that. You just got, like, a freaking Terminator that drops in the sky and, like, tries to kill you. Yeah. And instead of, like, you know, big zombie creep Or, like, you know, like, in Valheim where you have the big, huge, like, troll thing that you have to fight, it's, mm. like, freaking Terminator. Uh, yeah. Or one of the Terminators. Yeah. I could see it, uh, the Division meets Terminator. There was the, uh, Ubisoft, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint had the Terminator, like, uh, special, they had, like, a special, like, event. With Terminator and it, we had to like fight off a bunch of Terminators and like eventually take down the, the original Terminator and it was really cool. Um, Just recon. Breakpoint. I, yeah, uh, I played that one quite a bit with Sam and Jason and we had a good time playing through the Terminator missions. Let's take a look. Um, it was very oh, silly. Oh, actually it had uh, what's his face in it? Uh, no. Well, I don't remember. This is Arnold? It looks like Arnold. Yeah, it's just a uh, look like. It's a well, yeah, I mean, mass figure. Oh, yeah. okay. It's just guy that had sunglasses. Big brute, hulking big brute guy. dude, yeah. But it was oh, cool because there was definitely Terminators. parts they were making them, and you had to go down the facility and fight off the big, big bad. And 
through the whole thing. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, it was definitely unique for uh, for that game. It wasn't very long. It was like an hour, maybe hour and a half for this little mission. But when you completed it, you unlocked a Terminator like had cosmetic gear and stuff like that. So that was fun. Sweet dude. So I had, like a Terminator eye in my face. <laughs> You're just shooting it. It's just. It just uh, doesn't go down. There you go. Yep. Blow up now. Oh, well, they're all getting up. There's multiple Terminators. Y'all should look up the Terminator Ghost, Ghost Recon Breakpoint Terminator event trailer. It was, uh, it was pretty wild. But, uh, but yeah, so that was fun. All right. In other news, Austin, I got some great news for you. Oh, Your favorite oh. game series, The Division, oh. is coming out with a new game. Brand oh. new title. Oh. It's going to be like set between, uh, set during the events of, uh, I think it's after The Division 1, I believe. Oh, wait. So it's canonical in the world of Division. It begins concurrently with The Division 1, which affords new opportunity to show some of the events at the beginning of the game from a new perspective. But the bulk of the game takes place after the story events of the Division One, so it also serves as a pseudo sequel. Um, but in this game, this game is called the Division Resurgence, and it is going to be a greatly amazing game that you can play only on your mobile phone. Awesome, high fidelity, high graphics, HDR, ultra mega ray tracing ability. I am so excited to get this on my mobile phone, and it's free to play. Oh. So you get a you don't have to pay uh, for it, man. You get to customize your layout and controls on your screen. Uh, I just came a little bit, Brett. <laughs> no, you can add a Bluetooth controller to it. Like, I mean, come on, uh, man. It's fully open world. I mean, you got all the things and loot boxes and unlocks, and probably not loot boxes, but a bunch of things you can unlock. Um, there's a new faction they're introducing to this called the uh, Freemen, and they're made up of scientists, Morgan craftsmen, Freeman? and engineers. Now they're more like the Freemasons. I think oh. is their idea. Who, who's the guy from uh, um, Half Life? Oh, uh, uh, Gordon, Gordon Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, it's the Gordon Freemans. The Gordon Freemans, because they're scientists. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, you'll fight them on mobile. Third-person shooting gameplay is a lot like what you can imagine in the, in the previous games. They do have cover shooting um, adjustments made for mobile platform. You can choose your specializations or class. Over the course of the game, you unlock different specializations. And you can swap between them. Um, in the gameplay showcase, there are people go throwing up cover to get in better positions for shooting and dropping remote turrets to help against the enemies. The Freemen are also well equipped and can even use items like remote controlled drones. Um, the New York City is open world. The missions you tackle within it are split between main missions, world events, and other activities. Um, you can play the game for long sessions if you want, but in general, completing activities are geared towards short or mobile play sessions. Um, there's also a version of the Dark Zone in here, which is their PvP endgame area, built specifically for mobile, as well as the franchise's skirmish and domination mode for competitive players. So, there you have it. Fail. Brand new. Fail, fail, fully fail. Fully developed. Fail, 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 excited. We need to get kids off of phones. Like, seriously, no more. Don't have. Don't hand your freaking one-year-old child a tablet and get him used to looking at a screen because I feel like that is literally the problem right now. I feel like it's bad for your everybody. Neck too. It's yes. like you're looking down all the time. I see little children, like infants, with freaking tablets watching something. This yeah. is not how you raise your kid. This is worse than sitting your kid in front of a TV all day to watch the freaking TV. At least they can't interact with it. 
Yeah. They can just watch it. This they can interact with it. And then you get all these kids who are growing up on these smart devices and we come to this point where they're going to get this. And no wonder Diablo made millions of dollars in like two weeks or whatever. Like, yeah, no wonder because all the pe- that this is what the kids are getting onto. And yes, I understand phones are like great to- technological advancements for yeah. society and stuff, but it's also hindering us. And the reason they're going to make these fucking games is because people are actually going to spend money on it. Idiots. I'm sorry. You're idiots. I'm going to call you an idiot. <laughs> yes. Like, it's uh, bad enough we have microtransactions on this stuff. Like, you're going to go and play this on your phone, which every time I play one of these games, it feels like my phone's about to melt in my hand. Yep. Like, I can't play it longer than, like, 10 minutes or my hands get so freaking hot and uncomfortable, I'm not, I'm not going to play it anymore. So then I just don't even play it. So I don't know how these kids stay on their phones for that long yeah. and play this. Like their phones are literally, it's literally destroying your phone in my opinion. I don't yeah. really know. Someone has to do some research. I'm sure someone has, but I just don't understand why we keep making mobile devices. Just stop playing these fucking games. I mean, I want to keep making mobile devices. I just don't want to play games. Sorry. Like I just yeah. mobile games. Yeah mobile games yeah it, it is i mean there's definitely obviously a clear audience for it but i just don't understand why you'd want to play like i don't think I, I was playing diablo mortal on my phone and it was fine but i've stopped playing it like it just wasn't it wasn't enjoyable on that small screen like having to like yeah. look at everything and it's like, i want to have a bigger screen for that stuff i want to have a controller in my hand um, i don't want to have to deal with the touch screen nonsense because i mean looking at the division resurgence like gameplay like the UI takes up like 80% of the screen or not 80%, like 40% of the screen probably, which is crazy. Like I don't want to have that much of my screen taken up by this game. Like just doesn't make sense to me, but I well, mean, I don't know why this was asked. I feel like Ubisoft is just like, I mean, we'll talk more about Ubisoft here on the discussion topic, but like, I feel like they're definitely, they're struggling to find like what's works for them like really, really well. Cause they've, brought out a lot of games that had a lot of really good like they're like uh like a like i don't know like just a lot of polish looking but then like once you like pull the wrapper undone it's like it's like you have like a i don't know like a shitty car underneath like the wrapping of like a new paint job or something i don't know it's literally a polished turd that's what it is there you go that's a good word it's a golden encased piece of shit Okay, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this when I was talking about the Division Two, but I, I love the freaking world. And I just want to explore, but I know there's really nothing to even explore there. Yeah. So like, there's no reason for me to explore. Like when I first got in there, like every Ubisoft world is amazing, but the story is absolute garbage. That's like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Gameplay, it's like the environments that they built in there are incredible, and I'll stop and just be like, wow. There's so much cool shit in this map. Yeah. But then you get in the story and you're like, this is stupid. I have no yeah, desire to search dumb, for anything. Yeah. But yeah. And so here we go again. They're just, I mean, this is when you know the corporation is going for gold and money. Yeah. Is they're making freaking mobile games because they know people are going to buy this stuff and pay for it. And I just don't understand why. Microtransactions in the, in the games for like um, cosmetic stuff. I can understand the degree. I mean, I do. I buy it too. Like right. I was talking about, I want to buy some stuff from Vermintide. Well, one, like I like the game and I like the the devs, so I want to support them. Yeah. But this is just a giant company who is going to cut corners at every possible end so they can make as much money as possible. And it's just like, I see it. So for me, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
No, it's definitely. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to play this game at all. It's not. It's not worth my time. I hope and it fails. I hope it really fails. Like, I mean, I, I heard people from Diablo Immortal like they're losing players left and right because yeah. the, the people that they the the main people. I don't even know how to say this. Like streamers and stuff who are like want to jump on and be like you know the the go to people for that game as like hey come watch me play. They're like I'm I have to spend all this freaking money <laughs> just to continue I have going. To stop my stream if I want to not pay money on it to like keep going. Otherwise, yeah, I pay money to keep going. Yeah, it's yeah. like what is the point? There's yeah. no point. No, it's just like people are gonna fall. Off. There's gonna be a very very small group of people who are gonna be playing that game, but yeah. then they have to like what kind of ecosystem is that yeah well it's like all the bitching we were doing about battlefield 2042 and like how people were so like i was watching somebody talk about the timelines of battlefield 4 and in the amount of time it took them to bring out one map and one new hero in battlefield 2042 battlefield 4 had brought out like eight new maps like so they're something like they're just spending so much time on like the skins and the the nonsense nonsense stuff that we don't really most of the general gamers i feel like don't want that but then there's still the 20 percent of them that probably are spending a shit ton they're making up 80 percent of the income like there's a 20 80 rule or whatever that like 20 yeah. percent of the player base is spending 80 percent or making or making 80 percent of the revenue for the company and that's the the people that they're like feeding them with all this new stuff <clears throat> and the other 80 percent of us are just like what is happening why is this doing what it's doing so and i mean yeah, what what what? Didn't Battlefield had less players than Halo or no? Halo Infinite has less players okay. than Battlefield, which was shocking. That is because that game too, like just horrendous. they they failed on that one. And I love the multiplayer in Halo Infinite. I thought it was a blast when I first started playing it, but it just got to the point where I didn't want to get back into it because there wasn't anything for me that there was, the carrot on the stick wasn't there as much as I would like it to be. Yeah. Where like my friends started not playing it as much, and like if I want to do progression and stuff like that, like the progression stuff just wasn't interesting. Um, like it's, and then some of the gameplay can be <clears throat> kind of similar over 10 matches or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like at least battlefield has those battlefield moments where it's like something crazy will happen where like a plane flies in or you jump off the edge of a cliff and like paraglide into the ground and like do something cool or whatever. Like that's nice, but division resurgence won't have that. Because you're stationary on the ground, man. You can't. You can only vault over building things. You can't like yeah. fly off the edge of a building, right? So, yeah, sad. <sighs> it's really sad. So, you want to hear something really wild? Sure. <coughs> so, PlayStation has this new program that they announced. Came out of left field. I don't know where this came from. They already have PlayStation trophies where you can collect trophies for doing certain achievements throughout the game. You collect these trophies. If you collect enough trophies, you can get a platinum trophy. And then that means you platinum the game and like it's a good sense of achievement for you if you're like a crazy person that wants to do that. Um, no offense to crazy people out there, but you're crazy. That's a <laughs> lot of gameplay to have to do. But they have a new loyalty program that is free that I guess is a way to increase engagement on the PlayStation console. And in this, you complete uh, you get reward points by completing campaigns and challenges while you're playing games. So you can uh, win specific tournaments in games. You can earn specific trophies or be the first player to earn a platinum on a big title in your time zone. All these different things will give you points to go towards this like star program. And then you'll also have a monthly check-in campaign that players fulfill by just simply playing a game. 
You then redeem these points on rewards that may include PSN wallet funds or PS Store products. Users will also be subscribed to PlayStation Plus, or users that are also on PlayStation Plus get the benefit of automatically getting loyalty points for making purchases. <coughs> With all this, these loyalty points can be spent on digital collectibles, but they're not NFTs, as they said in here very explicitly. <laughs> you cannot what happened? Sell I thought NFTs were the thing, man. <laughs> They're ultra rare, rare collectibles that only you can have, but you can't distribute them in any way. And they're not on the blockchain. So it's like they're just collectibles that you collect just for the sake of having a collectible. It's definitely not NFTs. So not. I don't get why this needs to exist. It's like um, it's like Steam's thing. Like you get well, but then those are collectibles, the little cards you get, but oh, yeah, you can't right. you can you can trade those and actually send pay them like people buy it for money. Yeah. Which is crazy. So I guess it is like that system. I just don't get that system. Like I wouldn't like why would I want to waste my like I don't know. It's like <laughs> they're, I guess gamif- it's like they're having, gamifying stuff they're, again. Yeah, they're putting like basically like your dailies and your bounties and shit like that from your games into your system yeah. itself. So Oh, buy more and then you get this little teddy bear gift thing or whatever yeah look at you (laughs) i like the idea of like if i play more stuff i get money that can go towards wallet funds yes that's cool yeah like i don't know how much that's going to be but if i can get like if i can continue to play games on my system and get like five dollar coupon for games every month that'd be pretty sick but time time played you get paid to play yeah but I don't want to have these like weird digital collectible things. So that just seems silly. That's yeah, stupid. Yeah, it really is stupid. Um, but there are people who want that. Yeah. And they will spend money to make sure yeah. they get that. Well, I mean, if, yeah, I feel like that's a niche market too. <coughs> yeah. Stuff like that. I'm just curious, like what is the intent? I guess maybe it's a way to like encourage people to, to invest more into the PlayStation plus program now. Like, Maybe yeah. by doing that, like the more games you download and the more games that you play, the more they're going to make money off of it. So this is like an incentive program to like <clears throat> get more signups for the PlayStation Plus, maybe because like by default, I, I don't see why you would like. What is the the need for this? Like, is this a program that's meant to? I feel like people play their PlayStation console plenty. So like, why do you need a loyalty program to add to it? You got trophies. Like, what what more do you need other than just like they just want you to download more of their games and maybe that's, this is the way to do it. I don't get it. Yeah. So it's not for me. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Not for us casual gamers over here. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. Not hardcore PlayStation gamers. That's right. Like we used to be, I guess. <laughs> but man, I feel like the narrative of everything right now is like, how can we get people to get into a live service game free to play it's going to be an ever-growing content library thing that you're always going to be playing this ecosystem forever and ever. We're going to have microtransactions and all that stuff. It's going to be available on mobile. It's going to be available yep. everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. Which yep, leads yep. me to Skate Four. <laughs> so Skate Four was a game that was announced last year uh, that was in development by Electronic Arts. It's a game that for those people that like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and all these different skate games are really, really into this game because it's like a more hardcore version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It's less arcadey. You got to do a little bit more challenges and stuff like that. Well, the company Full Circle that is developing it has recently released a video showcasing the uh, the early early dev version of this game, and that we want players to be part of the, the the conversation. We want them to get involved and like help us with it. 
and showed a bunch of just like broken stuff. Well, they've now come out and said that what this game is actually going to be, it's no longer going to be called Skate 4. It's actually going to be just called Skate. And Skate is going to be a game that is a free-to-play, ever-growing, live-service game that'll be the game that you come back to for months and months and years to come. Uh, it's going to be on Xbox, PlayStation, PC. It's going to have cross-play and cross-progression support. So basically, no matter where you pick it up, you'll be able to play it. It's going to be an open-world game. Uh, it takes place in a, in a city called San Vansterdam. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and basically, there will no, no be no Skate 5, Skate 6, Skate whatever. It's just going to be Skate, period. That's it. And it'll live on in infamy. Um, <laughs> they also said that the free-to-play model will implement. Um, they'll have hard ground rules when designing the game. Um, and the rules are as follows. No pay to win. No map areas locked behind a paywall, no paid loot boxes, and no paid gameplay advantages. So basically that just what means probably part? no paid gameplay advantages. Cool. So basically probably just like paid cosmetics. cosmetics. Yeah. 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 Um, so in the end, they want the game to be the built with the fans, get the feedback as early as possible. Um, they're going to have people in on the summer uh, months doing play tests and building it and building and building onto it. But we have no release date, probably going to be sometime next year. But... I just thought this was kind of crazy. It's like even a game like this is like going the direction of like just an ever growing ecosystem of just like this game is probably gonna make a shit ton of money. Like it's it's just wild to me that this is the era we're going into. Like in the future we're gonna have I mean they're talking about building like battlefield stories and this ever arching like multiple world battlefield universe. So like we're probably gonna get like battle the battlefield and then going forward it's just gonna be like new maps and new content and yeah, it's like yeah, oh yeah. you guys want 2142 well here's a map pack for it for 49.99 that adds to your battlefield <laughs> to the battlefield the battlefield i mean okay i think in an ideal world this makes sense to have I mean, what is the advantages of putting out a new game every so many years? Yeah. And that franchise. If it's going to be mostly the same, but technically you got to have some different stuff, right? Like every game has to have a little bit different, a little bit better, yeah. right? Than the last one with all these bells and whistles on it. And that becomes like a whole gimmick machine in itself. Just like, right. oh, look how cool. We got this new well, thing. And it's Call upgraded. Of Duty is a good example. Exactly. You know, like- yeah. I mean, basically the same game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't mean, I don't know how much more they can reiterate on that. So right. for that, like some of these guys, like this kind of makes sense that they should just have this free to play game with cosmetics. Cause I think it works for skate. Yeah. You can just add new levels every so often and stuff. But then the other issue is look at destiny. They have the issue of, well, we have destiny one or we have destiny two. We have the main campaign and we have all the dlc well now you get into like a hundred gigabytes oh yeah of data it's like okay we have to do something about that so we know you paid for the game now we're going to strip away some of the content just to make room for new content and people get up in arms about that it's like you should be able to play all the content you want right right and that becomes the issue it's like how do you manage how much data is going to be on someone's computer when you're trying to do this ever growing, ever expanding world, because at some point it's ridiculous. Well, I'm really surprised that 
people like um like Destiny haven't infused like the kind of thing like um Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like you can fly the entire world. Um the way in which they do that is through like cloud streaming technology. So mm-hmm. when you're in the world and you're flying around, your hard drive is constantly loading and like downloading and replacing data based on the environments that you're located in and a lot of the, which that data is streaming in and then there's certain assets that they've built in locally on your hard drive for better loading mm. but then the majority of it is like streaming stuff so that's how they are able to manage that how much data does it take for that like download and upload uh that's a good question. If there's any, if there's any upload, it myself, it's probably but, just download. Yeah, but um, I know as far as like local hard drive space, it's still a big game. It's like 140 gigs, but it's the entire world. Yeah, with like every airport that exists in the world. So, I think it works for that because it's a yeah. very niche specific game. Yeah, but I mean, I can see that even with Destiny too, of like having like, I mean, making it where you have environments that cause I'm trying to think of like how Dropbox operates where like in Dropbox you're working on files and they have smart sync where like once you click into a file, that's when it downloads and retrieves that file to pull up on your system. If we're getting to the point where internet's getting so much faster, servers are way faster. Can we pull all that information from the third, from servers to make that simpler on the the computer side of where the user is located at so that they don't have to have war zone. That's like, you know, 180 gigs on their system for two maps, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. See for, I think for a new game, you could probably have it set up that way. But for destiny, it's that their whole, well, they have a shitty infrastructure for that game already. And I think it would take too much overhaul to make that game work in that way. Yeah. They need a Destiny 3 or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I think having these new games come out every so often, like even if you're going to have this free-to-play, open-world game, whatever, another Destiny, like go for like a five-year period. Yeah. And then be like, all right, we're going to make a new Destiny. Like we just have to. We have to figure out better ways to make the system work and run yeah. better using what we have. Because now we know it better. We can make things faster and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's too hard to ask. Like, Skate should probably eventually... Well, I mean, I think it's a pretty small game for what it is. Like, you don't need a lot of data Yeah. for skate parks and people. Like, it just makes sense for this game. Yeah. I mean, I think think it is going to make sense because, like, it is something that... I think even Riders Republic could have benefited from like them. I mean, maybe it will be that way where they just continue to evolve Riders Republic and grow, grow upon it, but... I don't think it's an inherently bad thing. Um, I just think it's an interesting model to like, I'm curious to know how many other games that are outside of this kind of realm. Like I could see like, like Forza Horizon, I think would be a great game to like inherit this kind of system where it's just like, rather than having Forza Horizon four and Forza Horizon five, it's just like every couple years you have Forza Horizon, Mexico, Forza Horizon, whatever. And that's like the same game that is getting, I mean, you have new content, you can download an update, but like, the title never changes yeah. as we see with like call of duty. It's like, now they're like, Oh, let's go back for whatever reason to call of duty, modern warfare one and two same names as what our games were way back when and name them that like, yeah, <clears throat> just have call of duty modern warfare. And then just like put like, I don't know, some kind of like subtitle to it or something. But right. I think with skate, I could see that being a thing is like they have skate the base game. That's a core game, but they're going to have seasonal content probably like every year, every whatever time. 
that adds like some new feature or fundamental restructuring to it that might bring out to new a new map or a new world or a skate park or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that makes sense for for what the game is. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in what this becomes because I like skateboarding games and I think it would be cool to have a game where we can just jump in and play and with friends and roam around and these I need more friends that want to play these types of games. If anybody's out there, anybody, anybody, awesome. Out there. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, probably not. Probably Some not. Other people out there, if you yeah. want to play a skateboarding game, let me know. I'd love to play with you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting model for sure. It's just crazy to see like everybody just like buy games that were just a new game every year, and now it's like all these like living systems that are just ever growing for everything we play. I mean, Diablo, yeah. the new Diablo is probably gonna be that way, and. No Man's Sky for all that's it's done over the years and like well, I think there's a detriment here with technology advancement is that before technology was advancing but it wasn't advancing at the rate it is now where one game might be completely different from the next game because so much has changed in that two three four years time yeah. and before I felt like here's Halo 1 right well even that's not bad that's a bad example yeah. here's a game right and there's bugs and stuff, and we know the system. I guess you can say uh, Sky or uh, Bethesda games back in the day. Yeah, you make them, and then it's like, oh, okay. Well, now we understand our systems even better. We're not going to have the same bugs mostly. Yeah. In the next game, and it's going to look better. It's going to play better. And it's like the systems didn't advance as fast as they are now. Yeah. Which I feel like everyone's like either creating their own engine, which is a great, or everyone's. Just trying to modify stuff and like right. advance it forward, and you know we have AI technology now for that, and Unreal Engine Six is coming out. Six, right? Or five, uh, five, five. Yeah. yeah. So it's like everything's changing so fast. So everyone's trying to adapt. We have ray tracing, so everyone's got to put ray tracing in there. Yep. <coughs> so <clears throat> the internet is moving way, way faster than we thought it would. Yeah. Or just technology generally. Yep. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Two years from now, we're gonna be like. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but <laughs> it's going to be wild. I like to see, though, that all these games are now like like free-to-play. I mean, it's whatever, but cross-play and cross-progression is really exciting to see that like come to fruition finally, where like every game I saw Chivalry 2 finally announced that their next big update is going to include cross-play, uh, cross, cross-play social stuff, so that we'll finally be able to bring Jason in and play with us from his PlayStation. And yeah. Stuff like that. yeah. So like a lot of that's starting to get built in much easier now than it used to be, which is really, really cool. So you don't have to be like, you know, dedicated to a specific platform and like platforms are still the divide is, I mean, it's like now I can play my PC games on my PC or on my freaking steam deck here yeah. and like have yeah. the exact same library and PC like experience, like wherever you want. And that stuff is really exciting and cool. And like yeah. you were talking about earlier, like we can pull up our steam app and like I can pull up steam and I can pull up Xbox and all that stuff and just like, add games to my library, download them on my computer at home and stuff while I'm sitting on the, you know, sitting somewhere at some other place. And it's wild. Yeah. The future is crazy, y'all. I'm telling you. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> cool. Better or worse, it's crazy. Better or worse, that's right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the news this week. If you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, you can watch these discussions and much more at youtube.com slash gamer. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our topic of the show. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. 
It is time for our topic of the show. This week we are talking about Will Skull and Bones, the new pirate game from Ubisoft, be able to dethrone Sea of Thieves. Shouldn't be too hard. I know. <laughs> at this point, hard, like at I don't know what the player base is over there. Man, I don't know either, actually. It's, uh, it's, I mean, Sea of Thieves, I know, is still doing pretty good. I mean, they've been bringing out new content updates for it, and everything's been moving along really nice. And, um, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's, I mean, I've, we, we played a lot of Sea of Thieves, had a blast with it, but, um, looking at Skull and Bones, so they just had, the reason why I want to talk about this is they did re- announce that it's coming out, um, later this year. So it's going to be coming out in, uh, I should have it memorized on top of my head what the date was. Was it October? It was October. October. Um, it's releasing on. Uh, well, uh, shit. Anyway, so Skull and Bones. <laughs> well, I'll shit. tell you in a second. Uh, Skull and Bones is they released a new gameplay video as well as like a story trailer. So um, with that, you're basically going to be this like pirate who like gets like shipwrecked or whatever and comes onto this island and uh, can like get this little tiny little dinghy boat thingy. <laughs> get out on the a open seas and start building up a crew and growing and expanding and um, you know fighting naval combat and exploring the world. And I was reading that originally this game was going to be a uh, like a five v five deathmatch kind of thing, similar to Dreadnought that we used to play back in the day with the big ship battles up in space. But um, there was a lot of development hell that this game went through, and uh, the most recent creative director kind of shifted the game to be less of a um less of a uh uh 5v5 deathmatch and more open world pve pvp kind of vibe so you're able to like jump in and do like pve stuff with up to three friends or up to two friends maybe um and roam around the world and then you can also switch instantly to pvp which opens you up to being able to attack other ships on the uh on the seas the high seas and it looks like you can go around and like uh, November 8th also is a release date. So November 8th of this year is when it comes out. But uh, you can uh, upgrade your ship and craft your ship. There's like uh, different outposts and ports you can go to where you'll be, you'll be able to uh, talk to different merchants and walk around in that world in order to like get new upgrades, get new gear, this, that, whatever. And then you get out in the open seas and drive your ship around and build your crew and your crew can like mutiny against you if you don't like treat them right and all this stuff. And there's like ship battles that happen that look pretty interesting. And there's like environmental effects that can happen. You can like craft stuff on the side of islands and everything, but it doesn't seem like you can get off onto just any island like you can in Sea of Thieves. It's more like you pull up to an, you island. Pull up to an island, just like a tree starts chopping down when you're in your ship. It's really weird. Yeah. But. Um, look, I mean, awesome. Looking at the gameplay of what you've seen so far, like, do you feel like this has any potential to like be like a sea of thieves or do you think it just doesn't fit in that category? And just what is, what was your first reaction? I am not impressed. I'm actually kind of worried about this game. I felt like, okay. I, I like that you could, you're your own captain and you can get on and off the ship and you're, you can be in third person and you can, get on certain ports, I guess, and walk around. Like, that's great. I think we needed that from the beginning. Yeah. I also did like the idea of having a dreadnought type thing. Yeah. And I think it could still work here, and I guess it's it's not going to be that, but, like, having the ability to... Because in dreadnought, 
You can put all your power to weapons when you're attacking. You can put all your power to shields when you need defense. And you can put, I think, your power to, uh, like, maneuverability. Yeah. Um, there's three things. I can't remember the third one. It might be maneuverability. Yeah, I can't remember. But either. this one, you could probably do similar things. Because, like, your ship catches fire, right? So you have to tell some of your guys, hey, put the fire out. So you could be, like, everybody on cannons. Okay, now only half cannons and everyone on recovery, like, repairing the ship or whatever. Stuff like that. But I don't think that's happening here. And I think one thing that they're definitely missing, which I was hoping to see towards the end of this gameplay trailer, was you can come up alongside of a ship and everyone can start attacking each other and jump over and, like, oh, I want to board the ship, so we're all going to board the ship type thing. Well, like, that's what's what's weird is that they do have the ability because they did mention that like if you sink the ship, then you can get some of the plunder from the ship, but a lot of it drops into sea. So you instead have to like board the ship and take it over, but they never show that. So I don't mm, know if it's like that's you're just pulling up next to a ship and then you just like somehow just like steal their shit <laughs> or can you actually get off and go fight? But I haven't seen any sword combat of any kind. So yeah. I feel like it's probably like just like when they they showed in the video a picture of like the ship pulling up to the side of an island and in order to craft and chop down trees like literally like you just start staring at a tree <coughs> in your ship and it's just getting chopped down for you and you're collecting resources for it so that part like really took me away from the immersion of the whole game yeah yeah because yeah. you know originally the reason they wanted to make this game is because assassin's creed black flag um ship combat was so like people really love that and they wanted to replicate that and so somehow it morphed into the dreadnought type stuff which right. was fine like, i actually thought it was pretty dynamic the way they had the camera angles and stuff like yeah. i really liked it but if you go back and look at the black flag uh ship combat it's actually very similar in ways to what we see now but the, uh, the other part is that you know you have this awesome you know, more hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, yeah third-person combat stuff, which made it even more dynamic. And I feel like it's really got gotten away from that. And, you know, I think they're trying to figure out what they're actually doing with this. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, obviously, I think there's going to be a group of people who really enjoy the game. But yeah. overall, I just don't... I just don't know if it's what I want to play. Yeah. it's it's definitely has a weird... It's like they they got it like 80% there and they just need like the extra 20% to like finish it off and get it just right. But I don't know. I mean, it's just the the whole idea. It's kind of like with Sea of Thieves. You know, in Sea of Thieves, there was a point when we first started playing the game where it, it got very repetitive of like, okay, well, I'm going to an island. I'm fighting like the same skeleton type. I'm collecting a treasure and I'm taking it in. I'm getting money. And that money lets me eventually unlock some cosmetics. But like the loop was the exact same thing. There wasn't any diversity to that. Then they started adding in like story bits and things of that nature. And then they added the PVP, which is really cool. But in this one, what I see currently is that it's the same kind of grind, except you're not able to get off your boat. You're not able to go explore islands. You're on the water and you just craft things from the edge, but you're not actually doing any kind of like, like the exploration can only do so much on the on on sea. Yeah, it's an open world. It's an open sea environment. So right. it's like not like I'm going to be like, oh, look at that badass, <laughs> you know, outpost in the distance, and I can get off and just like go explore it and loot it or whatever. It's more going to be like, oh, I see that badass outpost in the distance. I'm going to go look at it from my ship, 
and then maybe uh, it's an outpost you it. can get out at and like talk to merchants, but yeah. that's about it. Well, then they have the military outpost where you can go and attack, and I don't know how that's going to work or what you get from that because yeah, it doesn't look see, like you ever look get like off. Shooting. Yeah. So I I was thinking about I was like it'd be kind of cool if like you have several different areas of islands right that yeah. you can you know go to, but each of them like maybe every week or every few days the resources change. And you should have loot since you can have like a third person. It'd be cool to have like they do in um, in uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you have your raider party and you could actually customize the way some of them look. And you can uh, oh, like yeah. choose someone to be like the head dude of the raiding party. And when you take them over there, like you've customized them. You have your guys. You look badass and you're like ready to attack, right? right. I just felt like that adds a good pers- piece of personality to something that can just be, you know... Oh, we're all going to go in and attack. It's whatever. We all look like NPCs yeah. or whatever. So I think that would be cool, having to go off on these islands and actually get certain resources. Like, this island has purple loot this week or this these many days. So everyone's going to be trying to go to this island and get the loot that right. spawns every so often or whatever. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, you need those resources in order to upgrade your ship or right. maybe you find some cosmetic loot so it make you guys look more badass or, you know, you get a really badass... Um, you know, uh, cutlass or whatever. Yeah. So stuff like that to like give it actual meaning and like, oh, I want to go to these islands to do yeah. this. And yeah. you have to go and park your ship and, you know, go out and tra- travel like in Sea of Thieves and actually find the stuff. And then maybe you get back and it's like, oh shit, there's a ship coming. I better run back. I can't get everything I wanted, but I need to set sail so they don't blow my ship down and yeah. or I'm about to get into a battle with there's another ship so yeah those kinds of moments were really fun in sea of thieves of like those those unexpected moments of like you know you got you're trying to get going you got the other shit enemy ships coming up they're about to take you down you got to like hurry up and get back on or like you get off there and you you find stuff you didn't expect to find i mean there was maybe just like another treasure chest or whatever but at least like you discover something new that wasn't like out in the ocean like one thing i was surprised here is like they don't even have like they were talking about how like you know, if a ship sinks, then you're screwed. So it's like, so there's no like shipwrecks or anything in here either that you can explore. I think that'd be badass if like you destroyed a ship and you could like anchor yourself and like jump down in the water and like loot that yeah, ship and still be able stuff. to get some of that stuff back. Right, right. But then that also makes you a sitting duck because you just anchored yourself and then somebody can come around and see you. Yeah. Maybe that makes you like a target that shows up on the map that it's like a risk reward kind of situation. Right, but, right. Um, They don't have that in here. I know. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of things they could do with it, and it's just like, what kind of game is this, and what kind of gameplay is it? And, yeah, I mean, they're trying to revolve around ship battles, which is, you know, what it's supposed to be like. But I think having the aspect of taking your crew of NPCs out into the world and doing stuff, like, you know, I think that'd be good, too. Especially when you have these uh, outposts, these uh, guarded outposts, like... I want to get out there and I want to fight, you know, the British or whatever, whoever the French are out there. You know, let's let's, right. you know, let's go to battle. And there's a risk reward with that too. It's like you're gonna anchor your ship. Maybe you can put your ship on autopilot where it like circles the the island and does a few damages, like shoots a cannon here and there, but it's not as you know directed as if you were on there shooting it from the sea. So I just, just from what I've seen, it's just not. There's just so much more they could do with it, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, when they sh- switch from three different creative directors, I mean, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you know, visually it doesn't look bad. I mean, it's definitely not uh, as good as I was hoping it would be, like visually. It has it has a dated appearance to it, but it could also be just like what the gameplay looks like on this trailer. But, um, yeah, it's like somebody just mentioned in the comment. It's like no melee combat in a pirate game. Like that's a hard no for me. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Yeah. I mean, so, it's nice that there are NPC boats that you can attack, but still. Right. It's not. Yeah. When it's like they mentioned that you can do like the trimming of like, you know, your sails and this, that, whatever to like change your, like that was the thing that was so cool also about like Sea of Thieves. And I, I feel like I'm now just basically like bragging about Sea of Thieves at this point, but it's like in Sea of Thieves, it was, it was really fun and engaging and exciting to be like, oh shit, we got like a shark coming or we got another boat. And it's like, okay, we got to raise We got to lower the sails. We got to, we got to twist it around. There was a lot of like teamwork and conversation, but I feel like, whenever the fact that we will be split into different ships and having to like navigate the open seas is like the three of us get together or whatever. And it's like, we're just three separate ships. There's not as much of that cooperation happening. Yeah. It's like, true. yeah, that's we're going to, we can coordinate like, well, let's, you know, get our ships around this bad guy or whatever. But, um, it's not the same. I don't think that the thing it's not going to be as like, as actively cooperative as you think it would be. Yeah. Um, so that's, that part kind of throws me off a little bit, but it is going to be a live service game. They're going to be updating it as time goes on. So, you know, that's going to be happening and, um, you'll have environmental hazards like massive storms or NPC threats like pirate hunters. Um, and then of course just the PVP mode itself you can jump into. Um, so I mean, I think there's a lot of cool ideas here. Dang. But I like this comment. The thing that bothers me the most is the naval control steering. It feels very uh, reactive, quick, and precise, if you know what I mean. The lack of stiffness and slower movement than what you expect from steering a large sh- a ship. Those who played AC Black Flag, Flag will know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's what we get on uh, Sea of Thieves, too. Like, yeah. It's hard to steer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think Sea of Thieves, like, they got that control down so right. And this one feels a little bit more arcadey, you know, the the yeah. movement and control of the of everything. So um yeah, I feel like there's they they didn't I don't know, I feel like there's just something that's missing. There's a the It's like half a game or something. The magic is missing. Yeah. 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 It was like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. The only reason I played that was because it was just like stupid fun to do silly stuff and you know, like, yeah, we'd raid bases and that was really fun. But then you could like just sometimes like go rogue into a base and just like start blowing stuff up. You might almost kill your team, but then it's like they survive and they save you. That's really cool. But um, I don't see those moments as much happening here. So what does this deem itself as? You mean like the Like genre? an open world what? I don't know if they've even defined it. It's probably like just a open world. An upcoming action adventure game. It's an action adventure game. Okay. That has that has PvP features in it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's got PvP, yes. Because I see the problem with Sea of Thieves is that it's supposed to be online. You have other players in the world. But you can't put like 100 people in this one map because it'd be so overcrowded. You know, actually, the map's pretty big in Sea of Thieves, but it makes sense that you wouldn't have 
that many people in there because you want it to feel like open ocean. You want to see like, oh, look, there's a ship in the distance. You know, you don't want to be like every turn. Oh, here's a ship. Oh, here's a ship. Oh, here's a ship. So it's like how many people are going to be in a server with you at one time? Right. And how much action are you really going to be getting? And maybe you go like I could I can see, you know, some of these hub worlds you have like. I don't even know, like a hundred people in there, right? Yeah. And one time running right. around, it's like, but you don't see a hundred people in the world. No. So I'm curious if it's going to be something like that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be much, I mean, it's probably going to be like you're connected to like eight people at a time, maybe or something like that. Yeah. But I, I, I do like to, I would like to know if it's like, if it changes as you navigate through and how big the world is too. Like that's another big piece of it. It's like, I mean, they made the world of uh, of CFDs pretty large, despite the fact it was still like a contained world, but it, it felt huge. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know if, like, is this one going to feel like a, like the size of a Ghost Recon Breakpoint map, but without, like, all the the blot, like, the mountains and stuff like that? Or is it going to be more like, I don't know, what's a, another map comparison of size? AC Odyssey? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, that's even bigger, I think. I did, yeah, it's it? gigantic. Yeah, like maybe it's that size. I mean, that yeah. that would be good. Right. I mean, potentially. Um, I don't know. I just I, want to have I, land battles with like NPCs and stuff. Trying to take, yeah. like, trying to get the gold or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. I think it's, I think it's going to find an audience to play. But I could see this game very much going down the pathway of For Honor, where like it finds oh, an audience, yeah. but it's not very small. that doesn't ever get big, yeah, um, and just you know has times of struggle. And I think it might might go that path. I mean, I'm excited to play it, but I feel like it's going to not be my cup of tea. Like yeah. even we were me and Jason were playing Roller Champions for a little bit, and it was fun when we first got into it. I was like, man, this game's really cool. But then as we played a little while, it's like it doesn't have that magic of Rocket League. And then everybody got really, really good. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I can't play this anymore because yeah. everybody's way too good. Right, right, right. Um, they don't have any like like text chat options in that game. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't be like, hey, good job, man. You just have like stupid emotes that you unlock that don't say anything. Yeah. So that's the other thing too with this is like what's communication going to be like? Like will you have messages you can send to people or are they just going to have, again, stupid emotes you can put up that like – don't do much for <laughs> do the you. whole dance on the ship yeah. thing and be like yeah now that is fun that is pretty fun <laughs> yeah anyway well cool so yeah. that's our thoughts on skull and bones comes out in november of this year will it be good will it not only time will tell um it will not be uh free on xbox game pass like sea of thieves is so that's a bit of a detriment, but you know, no. it is what it is. So if you want to get it, you either got to get the Uplay Plus Pass or uh, buy it outright. So we'll definitely be reviewing it, I'm sure. So stay tuned to this podcast if you want to hear that review and more. And that's going to wrap it up for our topic of the show. If you uh, want to get some merch from us, we do have merchandise you can buy on our website at theinnergamer.net. Head on over there. You can buy uh, buy some gear to rep your favorite podcast. You can get some shirts. You can get some... Uh, uh, hoodies, uh, tank tops, all the different things that you'd possibly want. Buy that. That supports us. And uh, you can uh, walk around and just, you know, rep the podcast a little bit. It'd be pretty cool. We'll be right back with our upcoming video game releases. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Inner Gamer.
Looking forward to the next few weeks, let's talk about upcoming video game releases. We are entering to the end of the month, not entering, we are reaching the end of the month and we'll be entering a new month very soon. Um, and yes, with that, we have yes, yes. one game coming out on the 26th of July, and that is Immortality on Xbox and PC. This is a game from uh, Sam Barlow, the creator of uh, Her Story. And this game is Marissa Marcel was a film star. She made three movies, but none of the movies were ever released. And Marissa Marcel disappeared. And the more you know, the less you should know. <laughs> so you should play this game and find out what it is. I've heard really good things about horse, her story. I've uh, tried it. It uh, wasn't really my cup of tea. It's like a thing where you're like looking at a computer screen and watching like old video footage and having to like find clues and stuff through that in order to like progress yeah. the story. And it just it was, it felt like busy work. It's very weird. But uh, apparently this game's going to be pretty good and it's getting some good uh good early impressions Sweet. so who knows also coming on the 29th we have game of the year uh digimon survive coming to playstation 4 <laughs> xbox one pc and switch digimon survive presents a hybrid visual novel and tactical rpg set in a mysterious world filled with dangerous monsters and deadly battles that will test your ability to survive after getting lost on a school trip takuma Momozuki finds herself transported to a world inhabited by ferocious foes and new allies. Join Takuma and his friends as they fight their way back home. Craft your story in this thrilling visual novel with turn-based combat for Game Whoa. of the Year content! Oh, man! Digimon's <laughs> I mean, it, the way it's read sounds cool. Tactical RPG visual novel. Like, what does that mean? I want to look at the trailer for this. It's intense, man. Yeah, right, I'm gonna watch it. it. I'm, I'm gonna watch it after. It. No, yeah. no, don't Can't do wait. it. All yeah. right, coming out also on the 29th, we have Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the Switch exclusively. Join Noah and Mio, members of the two opposing nations of Kev's, Keeves, and Agnes, on a heartfelt journey through a warring world with a dark secret. Traverse massive, fantastical landscapes and master. Seamless real-time RPG combat as you expose the true enemy pulling the strings. I watched the uh, Bayonetta 3 um, release date trailer. It's so cheesy looking. <laughs> like, I mean, I love the gameplay. Like, it looks really, like, crazy and awesome and, like, some crazy boss battles. But, man, dialogue and stuff is just so cringe. Yeah, I think it's just eye porn, basically. Basically, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not so like yeah. porn porn, but like, you know, there's just so yeah. much going on. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. And that's going to wrap up our show this week, everybody. Be sure and check us out in two weeks for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to join us on twitch.tv slash gamercast each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. You can also join in on the conversation over our Discord channel, so check out the channels for that link. And as always, if you want to support our content, you can donate to our website at innergamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcasts, videos, and streams even better. And as always, if you cannot contribute monetarily, please take time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes are getting in front of our content, the faster we grow and it helps more you know. So thank you for your continued support. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Brian Oski. And for Jason Hobbs, you've been listening to the Ender Gamer Podcast. Catch you guys next time. Podcast out.